bro. Yeah. Tell me about your bracket. Fuck these brackets. <laughs> I mean, I have UCLA winning. What about you? Uh, I have three brackets. Oh, shit. No, yeah. fuck that. I mean, I was forced to do one, and I, I don't even want to get on that. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's fun. All right, tell me about your three. One of them, I have UCLA winning. Oh, what? Just the one? In one of them. Yeah. Nah, baby. Them. You got to go all in balls deep. No, you don't. Pick the same team every bracket? No, bro. Fuck it. Just change up everything else if you believe in your winner. got to have balls like Lonzo's dad. You have to believe. All right, tell me about more of Lonzo's balls. Lonzo's balls, bro. Uh-huh. It's in his name. I know. Lonzo Ball. Yeah. <laughs> Lonzo Ball. You know what I mean? He balls. And he's he got balls. His now, dad got balls. His dad said he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. Yeah, well, his dad says a lot of shit. Bullshit or no bullshit. Bro, that guy just refuses to fucking shut his mouth. And uh, did you see? I saw, you know, his son, LaMelo, the guy that dropped 92 in a fucking high school game and everybody went nuts about it? Yes. Yeah. Well, that guy was talking about, you know, a lot of people don't even have dads and y'all are hating on, on mine for loving his kids. Yeah. Okay, homeboy. He's right. I think he's right about that. No, he's not fucking right. One yeah, thing is to man. love your kids. Another thing is to fucking go off every chance you get. The <laughs> guy is absolutely nuts. That's got nothing to do with loving your kids. I'm not fucking going on national TV talking about my son to fucking everybody, you know? No, nah, I mean, he's, he's a little out there, but... He's but too out him. there. Nah, what are you I, talking I, about? I, 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 would, I would agree that he's too out there. Do you remember, do but you it's remember better than former UN player Shane Larkin, who went in the first round after having a very nice season, a very nice sophomore season for the U... Yeah, son of Barry Larkin. Correct. Yes. His father was Barry Larkin, a fucking Hall of Fame baseball player. Yeah. And that guy, if you didn't know that fact, mm-hmm. you would never have known it. Because Barry Larkin, actual public figure, never got out there and started fucking talking all sorts of shit about Shane Larkin. But I mean... Now, Lon- Shane Larkin was no Lonzo Ball. But Lonzo Ball's dad is living vicariously through his sons because they're outperforming what he did. Correct. Which does not have anything to do with him <laughs> being a good father or anything of that bullshit. No, I think, anyways, I think, we're getting off track here. Yeah, whatever. I think what what uh, homeboy was trying to say is that it's better to have this crazy dad than no dad at all. His name is. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, you're yeah. right. It's it's better to be a fucking petty theft than a murderer. I understand. Yeah, it is. Levels of bad is not a good comparison. Anyways, listen up. Who, who are your other two winners? All right. And the other one I had was Villanova, so that's fucked. Oh, super fucked. Super fucked. That's what you got for picking, but, you know, that team last the, year with Archipelago and shit. But the rest of the teams in the bracket are doing great. Just Villanova. <laughs> I mean, that's, that that's a bad me. thing when you're a winner. Exactly. Uh-huh. Keep and, going. And uh, my third bracket, I got Gonzaga. Ooh, the Zags, eh? No, yeah. never pick a bunch of white boys to win at all. But... Here's They're the balling. deal. Uh, they actually have the, the, the best point differential. Let me ask you something. The best plus minus. What is worse, guy who brags about his bracket or guy who bitches about his bracket? Oh, guy who brags, for sure. Because this is all fucking luck anyways. It's like hitting the lottery over here. Exactly. I hate that shit. Every guy, no, actually, yeah, I, maybe, I don't know. It's like, oh, shit, man. Uh, you know, fucking... FSU wasn't supposed to lose to uh, that <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah. Like, Michigan State wasn't supposed to. I, I mean, get like, the fuck out of here. This like is, welcome the, to the March Madness. When the number one seed loses in the second round, you can bitch a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, bro, get the fuck out of here. But guy <laughs> no, who brags, like, oh, I totally champs. had that upset, bro. That 15 over 2 upset, I totally had that shit. Nah, get yeah, the fuck no. out of here, guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. You're just fucking throwing darts at a board here. Seriously. Okay? You're like that, you know, that girl, Susie. Oh. You know, Susie Yaha from the fucking. Uh, she just picked it because she liked the mascots and the oh colors. Oh, my God. Are you talking about me? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Who'd you pick, Susia? I pick UCLA because they have balls. I love <laughs> balls. <laughs> <laughs>
weekend edwin poutine king all of that bullshit so last weekend it was me actual last week last week's <laughs> show i was the one missing now edwin is the one missing but that's okay we're gonna make do without him and uh let's be real this show is better off for it so he's living it up in medellin that's that, right that narcos life <laughs> homeboy is, that's right humble way to went to visit his uh his fam and uh I mean, all of a sudden, he came back, and he's got all sorts of new jewelry and shit. We don't know, but... Crazy. We'll see. Uh, today is March 19th, 2017, Sunday. No, we are recording the podcast. This is Lemon City Live. Lemon is in, like, the fruit. Yeah. That's right. That's right, Butch. Come on. Coming up on today's show, we will talk about the World Baseball Classic, because let's be real, that shit's lit, fam. It's fucking awesome. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh-huh. I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We also will discuss a little bit of NBA. Our Miami Heat are on fire. And uh, the other NBA, some other compelling stuff going on as well. Also, you might have heard, March Madness is going on, and everybody's got a bracket, including Susie Ah. And we'll talk a little soccer. The Champions League was fucking <laughs> lit, son. And uh, the draw is out for the, for the quarterfinal. We'll discuss some other stuff, but we'll get to it eventually. Gus. Yes. Let's talk World Baseball Classic first. Let's do it. Are you a big fan? I love it. The best baseball games that I've ever been to were at the World Baseball Classic. You went to some. Yeah, not this, not right, this right. year. Not this time around. Not Did this time around, but the last time it was here. 2013? Yeah. Yes, sir. The good thing about the World Baseball Classic is that unlike, uh, unlike some of the other global events, like mm -hmm. the Olympics and uh, the, the, the World, World Cup, Cup uh -huh. It doesn't just specifically take place in one place. Yeah. Baseball, I mean, we don't know what the evolution of this of this event mm -hmm. uh, will bring it to. But for now, it spreads it uh, across the world. And we've been lucky enough that uh, Marlins, uh, or Marlins Park, at first it was Sun Life Stadium when it started back in 06 and 09. Yeah. But last time around, 13 and now 17, Marlins Park. But it always has taken place here in Miami, at least some of it. Yeah, and we're pretty lucky to have that because we've been able to go watch some compelling baseball, and it's been really good. Yeah, man, it gets lit, bro. People out there, they're very passionate about their countries. That's true. So we have that community exactly, and we have people from all over, all over the world, all over South America. I mean, we, all, there's a lot of obviously a lot of South American yeah. teams and Caribbean teams that play in the World Baseball Classic, and those people are super passionate about their teams. I love it, man. Now, in case you're not very familiar with it, this is what has been going on in the World Baseball Classic. If, uh, yes. if, you, if you haven't been watching, there are four different pools that take place, right? So a total of 16 teams qualify for the World Baseball Classic. Is that like a cesspool? That's correct. Oh, okay. It's like a, like a diseased cesspool. I like it. Like daycare is a cesspool of diseases. And my son, he used to come home with all sorts of shit. 
You know what I'm saying? That's where I met Susia. That's right. <laughs> and a cesspool? Yeah. There we go. All right. That's more like Hepsi than anything else, <laughs> you know? But uh, Pool A took place in, um, well, actually, it was Israel, it was Netherlands, it was Korea, and Chinese Taipei. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. And actually, the surprise of the WBC was Israel, because this is the first time they've actually qualified. Now, they had a bunch of uh, MLB players, so it was nice for them. But they went 3-0, and man. They went 3-0. and That means they beat the Netherlands. And the Netherlands, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll, we'll get to this later, but the, the Netherlands have actually qualified all the way to the semifinals. And they're a really good team because if you don't know, the kingdom of the Netherlands houses such stars from, for example, uh, Curacao. Yeah. So because of that, guys like uh, Xander Bogarts, guys like Didi Gregorius, they're really good players that have been able, you understand it's not just the Eastern European Holland for example. Exactly. So that whole pool of players, they have a really good team, and Israel was able to beat them in the first round. Now, in Tokyo, you had Pool B, Japan, Cuba, Australia, and China. Japan and Cuba moved on from there. Israel and Netherlands from Pool A. In Miami, that's where we had the most compelling of the first round. That was the group of death. Dominican Republic, USA, Colombia, and Canada. Plenty of fucking MLB stars to go around. It was really good. The group was really fun. And down here in Marlins Park, it's like you said, the culture and mm-hmm. the and the support of it, it was really good. It was really good down here. Uh, it's a party, sold, man. Sold out for Dominican versus USA last Saturday. Yeah. It was really good, and it was uh, really good baseball to boot. So we have actually uh, an interview coming up with Nicole Fernandez from Game Time Foundation. Yep. And she will tell us more about that because she was out there supporting her team, uh, Columbia, and her foundation, Game Time. Now, uh, the fourth pool was Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Italy, and Mexico. Also, Plenty of good baseball there. Puerto Rico and Venezuela would move on. Now, if you didn't watch any of it, fucking shame on you because yeah. it was really good. Gus. What's up? Did you watch any of it? I watched a little bit of the Puerto Rico-Venezuela game. I didn't watch the whole thing. I think I caught the tail end of it. Yeah, that's the other thing about this. Uh, because it, it takes place in all different parts of the world, it's kind of really tough to, to, the different, to deal with the different time zones. Yeah. For example, a lot of it took place, most of the stuff that was going on in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the eastern side of the world. Yeah, it was, you know, it was like during the a.m. hours. And that shit is really tough to, for us uh, to go there. Exactly. In fact, the second round just now was taking place. Some of it was taking place in San Diego. And that was bad enough. Some of these games were starting at 1030 at night, man. Fucking yeah, ridiculous. That, that, that's the only reason I was able to catch the uh, the end of the USA Dominican game. Yeah. Well, hard as they try, baseball is still not a time sport. So some of these games are ending up at 1, 130, almost 2 o'clock in the morning. And that shit is rough, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But, uh... If you don't know, from Pool C, Colombia was eliminated, and Canada was eliminated as well. Now, plenty of, plenty of stars there, but Dominican Republic and USA were actually the ones to move on. And, um, you know, I felt like for the first time, there's some real enthusiasm. There's some real, like, felt, manifested patriotism for the USA. The thing about yeah. this particular team is that you had stars actually signing up to be there. There's the, uh, the exuberance is there. The kind of pride that, for example, the Dominican team always shows and the Puerto mm-hmm. Rican teams, for example, uh, this year they, they did that thing in a sign of solidarity. They all, like, bleach their hairs and goatees and shit. It's kind of crazy. They just... And Why do they do that? Uh, you know, it's just like a, like a team thing, you know? Oh, okay. Like uh, in hockey when they, grow the, when they grow the playoff beards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or um, I think a couple of years ago, uh, this is actually pretty funny. The Pirates did mustaches. 
No. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. And they had this fucking... <laughs> I, it escapes... The name escapes me right now, but they had this fucking shortstop who just couldn't grow facial hair, so he was out there with like a fake mustache. <laughs> it was really good, man. It was really funny. That's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, you see these guys, and for example, uh, let's say, I don't know, fucking pick anybody. Jose Bautista is out there, and he hits a home run. Yeah. And you see the entire fucking dugout just come out and wait for him at home like they're going to rush the field like it was the end of the game. Yeah. It's like Little League out there. No, no, and it's crazy. I love it, dude. Yeah, dude. I've said this for a long time. The biggest thing about professional sports to me, the part I always enjoy the most, is when these multimillionaire, highly paid adults, fully grown-ass adults, are reduced to being kids again. Yeah, man. It's 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 the whole campaign that uh, Bryce Harper was make baseball fun again yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I don't, he's not playing with Team USA, right? No, he's not. Uh, he, he should have. You know, I, I don't know what the situation are with some of these guys, but there are plenty of stars, obviously. We can talk about plenty of guys who were left out of the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the best baseball player in the world happens to be American. His name is Mike Trout. Yeah. And I don't understand why he's not on there. The pitching particularly has been uh, criticized here. What happened to guys like Clayton Kershaw and Madison Bumgarner? You know, I don't, I don't understand why some of these guys aren't out there. Now, I'm sure they had their reasons, or maybe I don't know. The problem is that WBC is still somewhat of a, um, of a recent event. It's still, uh, let's just say it's not the World Cup. You understand? I get it. It's not um, at the top of the totem pole for these uh, baseball players yet. Lionel Messi is as an accomplished a soccer player as we have ever seen. Yes. And he gets absolutely killed. I'm talking murder yeah, over the fact that he hasn't won a World Cup, mm-hmm. you know? And why? That's not what he gets paid to do, you yeah, know? Yeah. That's not where his money is. That's not where his day in and day out, if we're talking about sample sizes, the guy proves it to you on his actual team, yet he gets murdered for the World Cup. Exactly. So why do we do that? Well, it's because in soccer, it's become such a thing of pride. It's because it means so much, the World Cup. You try to tell yeah. your team's biggest star, your nation's biggest star, to stay out of the World Cup and just stay at home. No, they get they get upset. That shit's not gonna fucking fly. They get upset when they don't get the call up here because in in soccer the 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 culture is country before club. Correct. So in in baseball, the problem is that this this event was started in two thousand six. Now yep. baseball is not as global a sport as soccer is, mm-hmm. and it's not even as global a sport as basketball is. Honestly, yeah, that's true. Because it's heavily concentrated here in the states, and then you have like uh, the the Caribbean is really big. Yeah, and then you have uh, in uh, in Asia, it's yeah. really big as well, but. The problem is that the event was started in 2006, and then it happened again in 2009, and then it's been uh, a four, every four years. So we did it in 13 and then 17 again. At the beginning of it, in 06 and 09, you had some of these reports that teams actually didn't want their stars to do it. If you don't know, and obviously you're noticing it now, the WBC takes place in March, where th- that's usually spring training for teams. Exactly. This is when you ramp up your play again. These mm-hmm. guys haven't been playing since October, if you were lucky enough to be in the playoffs. Yep. But if not, since September. So this is when you're ramping up your play again. This is when pitchers, they're not supposed to be blowing out their arms in all important innings at 100 miles an hour. Exactly. They're supposed to be working on their pitches. They're ramping back up. And some of these teams, I mean, we're talking about baseball here. This isn't a cap sport like football or this isn't a cap sport like basketball. Exactly. Although those guys get played plenty as well. But let's say you're the Marlins, right? Yep. And John Carlos Stanton is in the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. You have a guaranteed, because in baseball, contracts are fully guaranteed. This isn't like football where we can just cut you and then good riddance. Exactly. $325 million over the next 13 years, or yeah. actually a couple of years have passed, but that's the contract. 13 years for $325 million. And you let your superstar, your all-world superstar, 
participate in the World Baseball Classic. Now, it just happened that uh, Marlins third baseman, Martin Prado, pulled a hammy for Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And he had to be taken out of that game, and now he's going to miss opening day. Yeah. And that's best-case scenario. They were fearing wor- worse. They were fearing that maybe it wasn't just a partial tear, that it was a full-grown, you know. And that uh, hamstring injury, it's difficult to come back from, man. It's always lingering even after you're cleared. That is. So, yeah. Now, particularly, and that's the thing. I mean, let's, let's not pretend like baseball is the most physical sport in the world. But when you have to activate that quick inertia, for example, when you run just 90 feet all out mm-hmm. and you have to go from zero to 60, you have to do that, you know, getting out of the boxing, yeah. your hamstrings are big on that. So, yeah. you know, this, this is what happens. And guys, guys don't want to risk it just yet. You know why? Because the WBC is not that big. It yeah. doesn't mean that much to them yet. And I hope that baseball can keep ramping this up. And I think we're taking a step in the right direction because yeah. the Dominican club really takes pride in that. Japan, it obviously means a lot to them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's finally starting to for some of these U.S. players. Yeah, I mean, you saw a lot of stars come out. You saw Stanton. You saw Yelich, which um, they were... The world might not know mostly, it, but Yelich yeah. is a fucking star, man. Yeah, he's awesome. But uh, even though they were mostly doing it to honor their, their friend Jose Fernandez, but mm-hmm. it's it's it, other players noticed that. You saw Adam yeah. Jones, who made that awesome catch the other oh, day. We'll talk about the second round. We'll get to the second round. Because, holy shit, that game. But a lot of these guys, you know, they, they take the pride in it. Buster Posey might be the best catcher in baseball, and he's there. Yeah. He's there uh, for his team. Uh, you know, Adam Jones decided to do it. Nolan Arenado. If you don't know, Nolan mm-hmm. Arenado has Puerto Rican parents. And he decided to play for the U.S. As opposed to Manny Machado, who was born here in Miami, Florida, was mm-hmm. born a U.S. citizen, and decided to play for Dominican Republic to honor his mother. Yeah. Now, Nolan Arenado might be... You know, arguably is up there with maybe being the third, the best third baseman in, in baseball, and he decided to play for Team USA. So you're noticing a lot of these guys take the pride, and it means a lot to them. These games are charged. Yeah. Adam Jones said it now. We'll we'll get to the game in the uh, this game against the Dominican Republic in the second round, but he said it. He's never been in a World Series, but he imagines this is what the atmosphere would have been like. It just it meant that much to them. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And that's really cool to hear. It's awesome. And, and the, when I went to that. Um USA versus Dominican Republic baseball game back in 2013. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere was amazing. It was the the stadium was packed. Yeah, and everybody was just going nuts. And that's I've never experienced a baseball game like that in my life. It was for me. It was Puerto Rico against Venezuela. I went to that game. It was in mm-hmm. uh, well at the time I I want to say it was either Dolphin Stadium or Land Shark or Pro Player. I don't know. Oh. It was one of those fucking names. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was definitely at the old park. It wasn't at the new one. It yeah. wasn't Marlins Park yet. It was 09. And I went to a game. It was Puerto Rico against Venezuela. And I've never seen some shit like that. Okay? Yeah. It was insane. Uh, the bands were out. Obviously, the pots and pans. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the pachanga was out. But here's what I've never seen before that I, that I saw that game. In the uh, seventh inning stretch, they played Take Me Out to the Ballgame. Mm-hmm. And then the, the guy, whoever the fuck is in charge of music, decides to go ahead and hit that button for Pásame la Botella. <laughs> you know that song? Yeah. I have never seen an entire stadium stand up in unison <laughs> and rumba to that fucking song and just sing it out loud while everybody was dancing. Dude, it was like, I don't know, 40,000 people on their feet just uh-huh. singing along to Pasame La Botella yep. in unison. <laughs> it was the craziest shit I've ever seen. It was fucking awesome. Uh, let me tell you, if you want to experience something like that locally here in Miami, mm-hmm. FIU Baseball has a little bit. I mean, obviously not right, to right, that right. scale, but yep. that same type of vibe. You it's know? cool. It's, it's cool. They've it's created really a nice little, uh, uh, like an intimate, uh, an intimate little uh, atmosphere there that's that's really thriving. Yeah. But we'll get to that. 
Uh, okay, now, as far as the first round goes, because I, I do want to talk about the second round, and I want to get to this quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the first round goes, our friend of the show, Nicole Fernandez, from uh, founder of Game Time Foundation, philanthropist, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll hear from her in a second or two, because she was actually there for the first round, representing uh, another foundation, which she'll, uh, or another organization, which she'll yeah. talk about. But she was there, and she got to see some very good baseball. She got to see what, in my opinion, is the better group of the of the first four, and actually, I don't think that can be argued. So, you know, fight me if if you think otherwise. <laughs> but uh, she was out there, and she got to see her team, Columbia, who was actually really good, uh, underrated actually, Columbia, because they have limited players in the MLB. But they they put up a good fight, and they 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 showed out. I'm not gonna just because Dominican Republic and USA were the teams that moved on doesn't mean that Columbia played badly. So she'll talk about that. But, uh, you know, now, now we're going to have her on the show to talk about it. And uh, here she is. Oh. All right. On the phone now, we have Nicole, friend of the show, Nicole, and Game Time Foundation founder, Nicole, sports journalist and philanthropist. Nicole, how are you? Hi. How are you guys? We're well. We're well. How are you doing? Good, good. Here with sunny Miami. Pretty good day. It is Great a nice day. day outside. It's like a really nice day outside. Yeah, after this cold weather that we had, it was kind of awkward. You have to take out your boots in the middle of March. (laughs) Well, last we spoke, Nicole was telling us about Game Time Foundation, and we were also talking about uh, some of the stuff that she does, some of her likes and dislikes. Baseball, for example, which is not typical of a uh, Colombian, but uh, uh, it does have quite the following over there. Might not be as big as soccer, but uh, it does have it for baseball. And Nicole was recently involved in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, would you like to yes. tell us about some of the stuff that you've been doing since we last spoke, Nicole? Yeah, well, Game Time Foundation, since last time we spoke, in January of this year, we made three years. And in three years, Game Time has helped about 800 kids in seven, around six to seven small cities or towns of Colombia. That's awesome. So we're growing little by little. What we do again is we collect sports equipment here in Miami, and we take it for kids over there. Mostly it's baseball, softball, and soccer equipment. So, Gameson has been doing well. Slowly but surely, we're getting there. We're very A happy to hear that. A lot of time and dedication, but thank you guys for the support. I appreciate it. Of course. So, Definitely. But, yeah. And then I think baseball has actually started, the World Baseball Classic has actually started like a spark of more interest of baseball in Colombia, because a lot of Colombians saw that Colombia can play and it has really good players, not only in Major League Baseball, but also like in small teams. So baseball is surely getting more attention from Colombians little by little. It seems it might be a natural uh, progression as the sport is becoming a little bit more global. I think the WBC has helped that plenty. This is, uh, for those who don't know, this is the fourth, only the fourth time that the World Baseball Classic takes place. It, of course, was started in 2006. Then uh, the second time around, it happened in 2009. And since, they've been doing the four-year thing that most of these major global events do. Uh, So this will be the fourth time around. And, of course, uh, this is unlike the World Cup or the Olympics where it's hosted in one specific city. Mostly, they spread it out around the world so as to uh, use that, that global draw that the sport has to their advantage. And while South America hasn't been reached with it just yet, we do have a big community over here in the States, and uh, Colombians, uh, well, they, they prospered from that. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's great because it's the first time also that Colombia qualified the World Baseball Classic since it started. Mm-hmm. So it's 
it, I think it proved a lot to not only to the players that are here playing for Colombia, but it also proved to Colombia that we have like what it takes. You know, we can't, Colombia cannot compare itself to Puerto Rico or DR, but that doesn't mean that it's not played. It's right next to Venezuela, which Venezuela has really great baseball players, Indeed. but Colombia does as well. So it was really nice to be there. You know, I was actually in the press box and there was like 20 something reporters from DR from other teams and four or five only from Colombia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. from here, I, it was like, I got to see both like the English side and the Spanish side. But it was nice to see, especially the underdogs. I think with any tournament like the World Baseball Classic, it's nice to see the underdogs. And look what happened with DR and PR and yeah. USA. So I think it's, it's like a box full of surprises. Some of the best baseball players that are playing against each other when they're in the same team during MLB or vice versa. So it's just like a fun tournament, I think. All right. Well, just as you mentioned, uh, the first round of the World Baseball Classic. It was obviously spread out around the world, but the group of death took place here in our own backyard. It was at Marlins Park in yes. Miami, Florida. Uh, four teams took the stage. It was the United States, the Dominican Republic. It was Colombia. And Gus, do you know what the fourth team was? Canada. Oh, Canada. Canada. There you go. All right. Canada. So Canada was the fourth team. All very good baseball programs. And baseball is really a, a, a sport unlike any other, whereas uh, on a single game basis, the better team does not necessarily win. Shit, in the World exactly. Series, yeah. the better team might not necessarily win. So when yeah. you do it on a one-game basis, Columbia really had a, sh- a shot against most of these teams, and they have some good baseball players. They yeah. were a scrappy young team. Yeah. They were both, uh, especially the, the last one, which was against DR, it was mm-hmm. like a nail-biting game. We went into extra innings. Yeah, 2-2 two, two tight when end. I was in the, yeah, when I was in the press conference, the Colombian coach was like, you know, I'm really proud of my guys, but I'm glad we made DR sweat for those couple of innings, you know. Yep. No one expected it, and we, we made them, like, bring it on because we're here to to win it. So well, that game, I think that's Nicole, the best part. That game was actually crazy because Columbia would have won that game had it not been it for was. a crazy, crazy throw from Jose Bautista out in left field exactly. to grab the guy there out, were a couple of, make the last there out were in the night. a couple of calls, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, sometimes the umpires or whatnot, but... I think it was just exciting. And to be there, it was insane. There was 30,000 people. Half, most of them were Dominican. So that yeah. is like an atmosphere yeah. that you've never barely seen at the Marlins Park. <laughs> so it was crazy to see that many people going out and supporting their country and their team. Yeah. That's one thing that I got when I was in the press conference. No matter what team was there, whether it was USA, Canada, DR, or Colombia, for most of the players, it was more of like a sense of pride to not only, you know, play this along with their teammates that most of them have grown up with back in their countries, but also, like, they're representing their country. Like, it's just pride. It makes them want to put on the uniform more. They're like, when I put on the shirt and I see Colombia, when I see USA, DR, and I'm pretty sure the other teams as well, like DR, it was just, like, a sense of pride to support and represent your country. That's what I got from all the players that I was able to interview and hear them speak, so... I think that's what makes it extra special for them. But let me tell you, the, those Dominicans get crazy. They get hopped up on that platano. They bring out their percussion instruments and they oh, go yes. wild. <laughs> they do. And flags everywhere. Like that at a Marlins game. No, and they were there two to three hours before their game started, so they can be outside celebrating, pre-gaming, barbecue, you name it. They were there, like 
we all knew Dominicans were there in my in Marlins Park. <laughs> God, I love Miami, man. Like, where else do you find that kind of stuff? You know, yeah. apart from our exactly. countries, I mean, you know, in, in Latin America and everywhere. Exactly. But oh, I love it. It's the best. Now, yeah, and there was actually I was watching. Sorry, really quick. Just so no, I yeah, go mention, ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was watching the one of the games in San Diego in Petco Park, and the commentators. I was watching it in Spanish from ESPN Deportes. Not sure his name. But he was saying, like, it was insane how many people were in Miami, more than 20,000 per game, and to only see less than 15,000 at Petco Park. They're like, if we do this in Miami, I'm pretty sure no matter what country it was, but the flood up the yard, it's going to get packed. So that was something to compare. Like, maybe in the next four years, they could think about Miami being one of the main yeah. parks for this tournament because people, Hispanics, will go out and support. Last night, it was super packed because USA. So all the U.S. Americans went, but when it was finished, I, I don't know exactly what teams are playing, but it was kind of sad to not see that many fans out there. Yeah, the WBC is still growing, and it needs some attention. Now, along those lines, we know that you're a big baseball fan, and we know that you were there to represent Colombia, obviously, but did you get to take in anything else that was cool? How did you find the first round or the World Baseball Classic, or what are you doing now that Colombia's out? You're obviously still watching it, you just mentioned. So tell us about some of that stuff, please. Yeah, well, uh, about a year ago, I started uh, a same thing, like a group of guys who called me out and they started something like a, there was never really a page for Colombian baseball player information. So they're like, hey, do you want to join? And I'm like, sure. So that, that's through them, which is Colombianos MLB, is how I was able to get the press pass through the World Baseball Classic. Now that it was over, we still, it was crazy to see how many people wanted that information of the players. What are they doing now? how they came about, what city from Columbia they came. So, you know, now it's pretty much just showcasing what these players are going to do. And in the meantime, I also do game time, trying to collect equipment, trying to keep it growing. In three years, I did 800 kids. So now the plan is to make more each year to make it grow and things like that. So, you know, keeping busy, doing different things, but it's always to be there to make everything grow. And awesome. uh, what, what team are you going for now? Gotta be USA, right? Oh, well, USA, of course. Yeah. And number two PR because they're the only Latin American team out there representing. Yeah, they look really good right now. They like, do really yes. good. They swept through all their games. They're out of control. They haven't lost yet. And not only have they not lost, but it's the way that they haven't lost. They've been scoring a ton of runs. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. So they, they did really well last time, and I think they fell to the Dominican Republic, who ended up winning the whole thing. Well, yeah, they were the runners up last time in the final. Yeah. But this time, I mean, they, they're really good. And the problem is that their, their pitching is so suspect, man. I don't know how they've been doing it. I don't know how they've been doing it. Like you said, they can score more runs than the other It's team. crazy, dude. <laughs> but God damn it, some of these guys, like, that They're asshole, hungry. Man, you know, I think, like, in anything in life, especially athletes, whether you're young or you're big or you're in the major, I think when you're hungry for it, you, you'll go out to the field even more ready for the battle. So I think that's why these teams are USA too. They they want to prove themselves that they they have the best some of the best players in the world and they have what it takes to make it to the final. Look at Stanton's head. That was insane. Oh my god, it was so good. I was like, that's a Miami pride right there. Oh, it was so good. So, and the thing is Kristen Yelich was also involved in the whole thing. Yes. Uh, I loved it. But and that here's Adam the thing. Jones catch though. Oh my god, that oh. Adam Jones catch. That should be like our new flag. Is him catching that ball yes. in the outfield. Listen to me. I finally feel like U.S. is catching up on some of this patriotism that some of our countries yes. experience. 
You know what I mean? That's true. That I is just very don't true. feel the pride. Every time that something happens in, uh, to the Dominican Republic, the entire dugout is like out on the field. It's almost like the umpires have yeah. to hold them back. So I like the fact that this is actually taking off, that really good players want to be. I mean, this was a team of scrubs a couple WBCs ago for the, uh, for the United States. And still, I don't believe that some of the better, like guys like Mike Trout. Why is Mike Trout not on this team? Why is Clayton Kershaw and Madison Bumgarner not on this team? You know what I mean? I yeah. know Max Scherzer signed up to be, but then through injuries, he had to pull out. But it's finally yeah. starting to catch up, and that's what I want for world baseball. I know it's not going to be anything like, like soccer's World Cup anytime soon, but I want it to be. I want it to, to work its way towards that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's slowly but surely getting there. Look, the baseball's also back now to the Olympics. So that yeah. should be exciting too. Again, they get to represent their country. So it'll probably be a different U.S. team. So it's okay. getting there little by little. I think the sport is taking its route. Yeah. All right, Nicole. Now, uh, can you tell us what else is coming up for Game Time Foundation and what you have coming on here uh, soon? Yes. Well, for Game Time, uh, usually I collect the equipment, but to fundraise in order to send all the equipment that I collect. I have an upcoming fundraiser with Miami FC, which is coming up for their home season opener. We'll be I have the link on Game Time social media, so that's a good way to have fun, but also help fundraise for Game Time. And I'm planning to maybe doing a game to for with the Marlins in April. Not sure what date, but Very trying cool. to keep it moving with sports activities, fundraisers to get people more involved. Miami FC's home opener will be April 8th. So in a couple of weeks, Miami FC actually opens up the season next week in North Carolina. Then they go to New York, and then they come home to face that same New York team. That'll be April 8th, so whoever wants to make it out there, it's going to be a really good time. New York Cosmos is defending champs. Uh, It's going to be the season opener. It's going to be a big deal. So if uh, you're planning on going to the game, then why not just get those tickets to the game and support a good cause at the same time? Exactly. Two for one. (laughs) That's right. Now, uh, Nicole, let us know where people can purchase these tickets from. Uh, I have the link on Game Time Foundation Instagram and also Facebook. I'm working on updating the website. Okay. So hopefully by the end of this week, I'll have all the information. But it's like a long link, but I'm sure if you go on Game Time Found, like Foundation, but short found, you'll see the link on the account. So you can purchase tickets there. The good thing, too, they also gave me, they were nice enough that people can choose what section they want. So easily by getting the cheapest ticket or the best section that they want, it can still support game time in that way. Oh, that is cool. Awesome. You're, you're not confined to a specific section. That's good. Exactly. Yeah, when I do mostly with the Marlins, they mostly always give me just one section, a couple of rows. They're more strict on that. But Miami just wants everyone to go and have fun and help out. Great. All right, well, uh, we'll be sure to help you out with that. We'll share whatever links you want us to Redirect share. Redirect plenty and, of traffic um, that way, yes. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll help you out with that. Awesome, thank you. No problem. All right, thank you, Nicole. Thank you for being on the show. We look forward to seeing you soon. Of course. We look forward for uh, continued success from Game Time Foundation and for you professionally. Thank you. Of course, we'll be in touch until next time for some sports lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Nicole. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Okay, so thank you, Nicole, for being on the show. That was really good, in my opinion. Gus, what did you think? Great interview. She's always great. Yeah, she's awesome, man. We uh, we really like her here, and we'll be seeing her soon. Uh, we talked about it there, but you know, Miami FC will take place in a couple weeks, and we will see her there, so looking forward to that. Now, as promised, I will move forward to the second round of the, uh, of the World Baseball Classic. I don't want to linger on this too much, because I feel like we've talked about it plenty now, 
But, okay, just to get it out of the way, these was these were the games that nobody was able to see because this shit takes place, or at least not if you're in the Eastern time zone like we are. This shit takes place way in the early hours of the a.m. But in Tokyo, it was Japan, Netherlands, Israel, and Cuba. Israel, we talked about, was the surprise team of the World Baseball Classic. They didn't lose in the first round, and they actually ended up winning that, that group, Group A. So they move on. But obviously, uh, you know, they had a daunting task because Cuba is such an established baseball program. Uh, Netherlands and Japan as well. So Japan and Netherlands are the ones that uh, come out on top there. But Israel was actually able to take a game while Cuba ended up in fourth place. And uh, they went 0-3. So Israel and Cuba eliminated. Japan and Netherlands move on. Now, for the shit that really fucking matters around here. Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, USA, and Venezuela. Holy shit. So much fucking baseball talent there. So much MLB talent. And we're not just talking about regular players like, uh, you know, day-to-day players. We're talking about superstars on these teams. It was really good, but two teams had to be dominated. I mean, two teams had to be eliminated. What the biggest surprise was that Puerto Rico has yet to lose in this World Baseball Classic. Dude, they could sweep the whole thing. We talked about it with Nicole. Not only have they not lost, but they've won convincingly. Their offense is out of fucking control, man. Have you seen that infield? It's insane. I'm hard. (laughs) Okay? You know how much I love Carlos Correa from the Astros. They got this kid playing third. Because Francisco Lindor is over at short, while Javi Baez is playing fucking second. This shit is ridiculous, man. That infield is so good. It's crazy. It's like when the Yankees first got A-Rod. Oh. You know what I mean? And they already had a great uh, short shortstop, stop, so yeah. he just played third base. Yeah, just play third base. No big deal. It was awesome, man. It's really yeah. good. Uh, the Puerto Rico is really good. Their pitching is a little bit suspect. I said it with Nicole, but like... Somehow it's been getting the job done. And when your offense scores like they do, then, yeah, you know, they, whatever. I mean, they're, they're taking the... The Warriors route, where they just outscored the other team. Yeah. Well, Puerto Rico was able to go undefeated in the second round as well. So now that leaves two great programs, or two great teams, in Dominican Republic and U.S. to fight it out in a winner-takes-all type scenario, because Venezuela had gone 0-3 in the group. Yeah. Now, Venezuela, actually, is a little bit surprising here, because they have superstars, the likes of, like, Jose Altuve, yeah. Miggy, uh, you know, Martin Brado. They have cargo. They have a bunch of fucking guys. And, well, they weren't really able to get it done. But Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of those guys are, are older, no? Well, maybe. I mean, okay. It's never, it's never good when your guys get hurt. Mm-hmm. Martin Prado got hurt. Miggy got hurt. Yeah. But before that, they actually had to play in a play-in game against, uh, against Italy, I believe. Oh, yeah? To qualify? Yeah, that's Damn. correct. It was, was it Italy? Yeah, it was Italy. Venezuela and Italy had to play in a play-in game, and Venezuela was actually able to move on. Mm -hmm. They won 4-3 against Italy, but it took a three-run ninth inning for them to move on. So they had already been a little lackluster in this World Baseball Classic, but they moved to the second round nonetheless. And they could have erased all doubt, but they didn't. And uh, they actually ended up going on three here. Now, you know, most of these guys will go on to spring training. But what really matters then is that the USA and Dominican Republic played in a winner-takes-all winner type scenario where mm-hmm. it was win and move on, yep. lose and get eliminated. And USA had already lost to the Dominican Republic in the first round. That's correct. Right. And, and that was actually an game. eventful game because the USA got, got out to a 5 nothing lead yep. before Dominican Republic started chipping away at it and actually win 7-5. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit troublesome. But uh, in this game then, this, if you didn't see this game, shame on you. This shit was fucking awesome. Now... Uh, Dominican Republic gets out to a 2-0 lead. Uh, Duffy starts uh, struggling a little bit. Kansas City's Duffy. Yeah. Uh, starting pitcher for the uh, USA. 
actually, the starting pitching had been really good. They hadn't given up an earned run until a couple games ago. And then Marcus Stroman, the Blue Jays' Marcus Stroman, gives up six straight hits, which brings in four runs for Puerto Rico in the first inning. And that was that was troublesome. So uh, the very next game, then, it's against the Dominican Republic. And the Dominican Republic is able to get a couple runs in the first inning. The second inning was, it was there were men on second and third with no outs. And mm-hmm. he was actually able to get out of that inning. So then your boy, it's crazy. Christian Yelich comes up with Ian Kinsley at first base, bangs a double out to deep left center. And then after a couple of batters, who comes up? Stanton. Your boy. Oh, the monster, big man. Monster dongs. John and Carlos bro. Stanton. The fourth, uh, what was it? The, uh, recorded by StatCast, the fourth highest exit velocity off of a bat. It was 117 miles, 117.3 miles off of the bat. Bro, that guy demolishes those balls, man. Those baseballs. Uh, do you know who the other three are? Oh. Barry Bonds? No. Ooh. He's not in the StatCast era. Oh. I'll give it to you like this. Number three uh-huh. is a ball that Carlos Gonzalez hit. Now we're talking about okay. just home runs here. Yeah. There's a ball that Carlos Gonzalez hit. The other two, John Carlos Stanton. Oh, okay. Two and one. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's this fucking crazy. guy, he's, uh, he's superhuman, man. So anyways, he bangs a ball out up against the Western Supply Metal Company, mm-hmm. and he puts the U.S. up on top four to two because Christian Yelich happened yeah. to be at, uh, uh, on second base. Yeah, and now right? they have to replace bricks in that building. Yeah, before that, the first one of the game was an Ian Kinsler uh, fielder's choice. But, okay, so this shit happens, and now the, the score is 4-2, right? Okay, yep. Okay, so in, I want to say, god damn it, what was it? Was it the seventh inning? It was, was, it it was one of the inning? latter innings. Right. Seventh, eighth. Okay, eighth. so Manny Machado comes up, this asshole Manny Machado who was born <laughs> in the U.S. but decided to play for the Dominican Republic. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes up, and he decides to bang one out, right? He decides to hit this ball really fucking hard against Tyler Clippard. Yeah. And Tyler Clipper turns around fully expecting this ball to go out, but Adam Jones keeps pursuing it, and there's something mm-hmm. in the San Diego Bay air that yeah. keeps this ball in, and Adam Jones is just going and going and going, and all of a sudden leaps at the wall and robs a home run that was at least three rows deep. That shit was no cheapy, bro. No, man, he was Okay, this wasn't there. that fucking home run that hit Jose Canseco on the head and then bounced out. This was the real fucking yeah. deal. Dude, all right? he, he was, I, I felt like he was higher than the people that were sitting in the first stands. Holy in the first row. shit, dude. If you haven't seen this highlight, you n- absolutely need to. At, at the very least, take a look at a GIF of it or yeah. like uh, a still because it was a perfect fucking image. Adam Jones is completely jumping up, full extension to rob the Manny Machado home run. Mm-hmm. Behind them, there, uh, there's this blonde girl losing her fucking mind, getting <laughs> yeah. white girl wasted out there. There were these dudes holding up American flags. It was uh-huh. such a beautiful... Gus, it should be our new flag. It was such a beautiful image, man. It's it crazy. was fucking awesome. And it was meaningful because it preserves the lead to 4-2. Yeah. Because the very next batter, then Robinson Cano, hits an opposite field home run. Mm-hmm. So the game was now 4-3, yeah. and it could have been tied at 4-4 for that, uh, if not for that Adam Jones catch. Yeah, it was a pivotal play. Holy shit. Then, you know, uh, if you didn't watch the rest of the game, Andrew McCutcheon comes up with two on base. He hits a, a, a deep left center double, and that brings in some insurance runs. The U.S. now leads 6-3, and they end up taking the game. Yeah. It was a really good fucking game. They knock out the defending champs, and mm-hmm. USA moves on. So now this sets up. Quickly, let's talk about this. This sets up the semifinals. The semifinals, if you don't know, will take place in Dodger Stadium. Some more fucking late-night baseball for us in the yeah. Eastern time zone. Uh, Dodger Stadium out in Los Angeles. The semifinals and the finals will take place. Unlike everything else that has happened until now, which has been group play, this is single game elimination. Which, if you're a baseball fan, you might not necessarily love it, but this is what this is what's happened. And shit, we even do this now in, in MLB when we have the wild card uh, game, which is single game elimination. Yeah. 
So United States will take on it's Japan, exciting. and the Netherlands will take on Puerto Rico. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow, the Netherlands will take on Puerto Rico tomorrow, Monday. Mo- Monday. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the United States will take on Japan on Tuesday. Yeah. Before uh, whatever teams qualify playing in the final on, on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Also at Dodger Stadium. So if you're out in L.A., then go fucking watch that shit because yeah. it should be fucking awesome. And uh, if you're here, then stay up. You know, drink some mm-hmm. coffee, take some five-hour energy. I know Gus is a big fan. No, I heard on, yeah, five-hour energy, that's my shit. Yeah. So I heard on the radio that they were talking um, about the games in the West Coast only brought out around 15,000-ish fans to the stadium. Yeah. While the games in Miami brought out around 20,000 fans Hell yeah. to the stadium. So, uh, the organizers of World Baseball Classic are yeah. actually considering having the final played in Miami. I would, you know, I would love the shit oh, out of that because I want to be a part of that. But apart from that, it just, it you seems would, to me like we have a huge, think about it. Just let's not, let's not be unfair about this. Yeah. Let's think about this objectively. We have USA, mm-hmm. Colombia, and Dominican Republic. Those teams all played here in Miami. Yes. Well, of course you're going to have a big crowd go out there because we mm-hmm. have a lot of that community in here. Yeah, yeah. What now, do you think would have been the result so, if, for example, Mexico played in, uh, over in, uh, on the West exactly, Coast? Exactly, exactly. They never it, got it, a it chance. All depends, to... It all depends on who's playing. Yeah. I, get, I get that. But look at, look, at, look at the teams who are usually uh, in the finals. Now, yesterday Dominican was Republic, a big crowd. It was like uh, 43,000 plus Dominican mm-hmm. Republic against USA. Yeah. And that was really good. Yeah, yeah. But... I mean, it's like, and it goes back to the WBC not yet being a big, big. Yeah, um, they're still learning how to. I think I've, I think I've told put this you thing this story on. before. Do you remember the the Vuvuzela World Cup, the one that took place in South Africa? Hell yeah. Okay, now that one because we're in the Eastern Time Zone was really there were like some really early games and there was some shit, you know. It wasn't super early. It Dude, was, it was like afternoon. No, hell no. Yeah, man. Some of the early games during pool play, that shit was like at six o'clock in the morning, man. Not because either. those games took uh, took place over there in the uh, in the you're, early afternoon. You're thinking about the Korea no, World Cup. No, incorrect. South Africa. I'll never forget this. Check this shit out. Some of my friends but and so, I. South Africa is not that much ahead of dude, South Miami. Africa is at least five, six hours ahead of us. Think about it. I mean, if Spain is. Sometimes, yeah, I dude, guess. if Barcelona plays an early afternoon game, you got to get up at fucking seven thirty in the morning to watch it. Yeah, I guess the early the earliest. Uh, La it's Liga game is like at 8 o'clock. So when it's in pool play and you're trying to fit all these games in, I watched yeah, I guess if the like House opened. Game. The House, I'll never forget this. Mm-hmm. We stayed up all night just because, like, and I don't remember what teams were. I don't even remember now what teams were playing, but it was completely irrelevant. It, there weren't even two of the good teams. It was pool play. <laughs> but we just know <laughs> that the Ale House Denmark. was opening <laughs> at 6 o'clock in the morning. It was probably like Honduras against someone, you know? Like, yeah. So we just know that the, the Ale House was opening like at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, and they were serving beer. Because the World Cup was going on. So we went out there and we saw it. And we didn't give a shit about it, you know? But we went out there and we mm-hmm. saw it because the World Cup just has that kind of draw. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that the World Baseball Classic can develop that kind of draw, but only the big matches do it right now. Yeah. Whereas, it's going to take a while. I mean, the World Cup has been around since the 30s. And it means too much. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's, that's almost been 100 years of World Cup play. Well, baseball classic hasn't even been around. It'll get there. I well, I mean, years. I hope it'll get there. But uh, the more, and it, it seems like it's taking a step in the right direction because it, this one certainly seems like the best one mm-hmm. and uh, the biggest one. You know? Yeah. Now, I think, you know what doesn't help? Either? I don't know, man. How do you feel about it being on the MLB network? That also makes it hard for people to get into it. You know? You know what I mean? They need to put yeah. that on ESPN or on 
ABC, Fox, whatever. I just think it might not be profitable for them yet. You know, that's that's what it is. It's still growing, man. They, they yeah. gotta build up that fan base, and it'll it'll get there. Yeah, it'll we'll get there, we'll get there but I'm looking forward to the next three days. Yeah. All right, shall we move on? Yes, sir. Okay. What's on the docket? What's Dude, next? NBA. We got the Heat. Killing it still, even though they lost today. But dude, this this run just continues. Tell me about them. Uh, twenty three and six since they started their run. Holy shit, man! It's amazing, man. They're thirty four and thirty six right now. Now this counts the loss today. Yeah. Right. What do we have? Uh, let's see. If I'm not mistaken. Thirty. Yeah, thirty four yeah. and thirty six. They started the season eleven and thirty. Yeah. And then January seventeenth came around. Mm-hmm. It was against the Houston Rockets, yeah, and that was like a win that at the time we were very surprised. Exactly. Even though it was here at home, but yeah. we were very surprised. Yeah, the the Rockets th- are what three third in the West. The Rockets are really good, and at the time they were the third best team in the league. Yeah. Not only the West, but the third best team in the league. James Harden was balling out of control, and he's in mm-hmm. the middle of his like his MVP groove. Yeah. Or you know, which uh, he's, potentially he's MVP the, groove. Of course he is. Still in it. And we were eleven and thirty, and everybody was fucking injured, and we barely could house enough players to put up a roster. Yeah. <laughs> and then we win. Uh, the Heat win against yeah. the Rockets. And they played really well. And that was the beginning of a 13-game win streak, which matched the longest. It was actually mm-hmm. the longest win streak in, uh, in, 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 the a, in the NBA. Yeah, for the season. Correct. Well, of course, this season. And, uh, and then that was the beginning of what is now a 23-6 and run. Mm-hmm. And had the Heat just before today in the eighth spot of the playoffs. This was a team that was destined for the lottery. It was like the second worst record in the league. Only the Nets were worse, I think, at the time. Yeah. And shit, man, we were talking about, okay, you know, who are we going to draft? Is it going to be Lonzo Ball? Is it going to be, (laughs) you know, who who the hell is it going to be? Is it going to be Malik Monk out of Kentucky? Like, Mm -hmm. who are we going to get? And now we're talking about a fucking playoff team. And not only are we talking about a playoff team, but... And this always happens, of course, because delusional fans. But the hubris that this shit has brought about, people are like, yeah, bring on the fucking Cavaliers. You know, let's take them on in the first round. I want to see LaBrick, LaBitch, (laughs) you know? Bring on that hairline, that fake-ass hairline. Since the Heat started that run, they have the best record in the NBA, I think. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, And they have the best three-point shooting percentage. Like, And this has been a considerable amount of sample size where you can feel confident that they're going to continue Doing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. This is no fucking flash in the pan, man. This has been, I mean, this is, as far as I'm concerned, this is the highlight of the Trump administration. So, like, (laughs) you know, make the heat great again. Yeah, exactly. Dude, this is, like, this is some some shit. This is, like, some uh, Eric Spolcher Coach of the Year type shit. Oh, for sure. What has he done here, man? I mean, think about what we came into into the season uh, begging for. He changed up their style a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, he made it more... Uh, running gun, three-point yeah. uh, uh, volume shots, you know what I mean? And it's working out for them, man, because he's taking advantage of Dragic's strengths. If you take into consideration the fact that coming into the season, there would be no Chris Bosh. We signed a bunch of fucking one-year players just that seemed like fillers. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, step-in players because you had to fill out a roster. And you take into consideration the fact that this season was mostly about the development of the young guys, and mm-hmm. you didn't know what you were going to do with, for example, a Goran Dragic. But what you wanted was mm-hmm. the development of Justice Winslow and Josh yeah. Richardson and Tyler Johnson. And now all of a sudden, a lot of these guys, well, Justice Winslow's been out for the season. Yeah. Josh Richardson has spent more time on the bench than in a suit than in a, in a basketball uniform mm-hmm. out on the floor. 
And then Tyler Johnson has also been hurt a little bit. But then uh, what about, you know, the contract to Hassan Whiteside? That's what it was supposed to be about. Exactly. You know? And then you hoped, of course, you always hope when you sign these guys, that you get something that previous teams did not get. But it seems to be you're getting them from everyone. Do you remember uh, a couple of years ago? Yeah. The, uh, the Dolphins did this. They signed a bunch of veterans. They mm-hmm. signed a bunch of guys. You know, you started signing guys like, uh, what was it? It was like Cortland Finnegan. And yeah. you remember this shit? Oh, yeah. Not right? Bad. So you signed a bunch of these uh, uh, players that were hurt before or that had had bad season, and you mm-hmm. hope that you get better. Uh, yeah, that you can revive their career. Correct. That you're getting the better year out of them, that you're yeah. getting them at low value, and they can maximize that. Exactly. Well, the Dolphins didn't. It seems like a heater getting that value out of everyone. They yeah, signed man. them for the low, and then they're, they're, just, they're bringing that talent to fruition. James mm-hmm. Johnson has never had a better season. No, anywhere else we everybody we all knew he was a good player yeah. serviceable but he's having a great season he's a monster dude yeah man this the, and he's doing it all yeah. okay this guy is 610 and he's doing it all did you see how he defended boogie cousins on that last on the, those final seconds when they played against uh i see New how Orleans? he defended him throughout the game man I, I mean but the 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 highlight of his defensive game was that when that last stretch yeah when when they were trying to get the ball into boogie at the end mm-hmm. and he just would not allow it would not allow it, and then they got a, They ended up getting a 24-second violation. It was it's crazy. He's really good, and the yeah, thing man. is, he has. Now I'm not, you know, I'm not going to compare him to some of these great players, but he has a little bit of that shit where he he can play any position on the floor. Yeah. This guy can bring the ball up the yeah, court man. for you. He handles he the ball. Assist, he can assist. He can rebound. Yeah. He can score. He can mm-hmm. shoot from outside. He can bang inside. Mm-hmm. I love this guy, man. Yeah, man, he's awesome. He is super heat culture guy. You know what Definitely. I mean? Definitely. And he's a fucking badass. Yeah, he is, bro. This dude is an MMA on some Udonis shit. You know, but he's an undefeated MMA fighter. He's a he's a black belt. Yeah, he says he can roundhouse kick the ball off of a fucking uh, of the of the of the rim off the rim. Like if you were to jam a ball what? between the rim and the backboard, he said he can roundhouse kick that bitch off of it. That's fucking crazy. He's a six ten man, a yeah. huge ass fucking dude, and he can do a, a backflip from from the position that he's in. Yeah, without a running start, he can just jump and do a fucking backflip. This dude yeah. has crazy athleticism, and I can't yeah. believe that it hasn't. Come that it hasn't manifested itself into into this kind of success before. Yeah, but well, I mean that 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 just goes to show how the Heat are good at developing their players. We've always done this. We've always done this, man. Hassan yeah. Whiteside played in fucking Lebanon. He was playing in the he was shooting in the YMCA. Yeah, dude. You know, and all of a sudden we get him from a few falls from the Sky Force. Tyler Johnson, another D League player. Uh, your boy, um, what um. Uh, Okara White. Okara White, man. Contributing to Dude, this we, team. We cut a former second uh, overall pick. Oh, fuck Derek Williams. You know what I mean? He's now on the Cavaliers. Or a shitty as a landfill. It's for you, Cleveland. <laughs> it's for you. Uh, it's amazing what, what Spo and his staff have, have been able to do with it's these crazy, players, man. man. I love this shit. Mm-hmm. I love this shit. I love this team. Yeah. Uh, Eric Spolstra definitely deserves some uh, Coach of the Year consideration. Definitely. And then I posted this, or I, uh, I, I posted this to you. I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Because Goran Dragic, man. I mean, well, he should have. He should. He's having an All Star season, and he wasn't an All Star. Well, he wasn't an All Star. He, he. I mean, let's be real. He's white, so <laughs> he gets undervalued. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know what it is like. He's just. He's really constant. He's really good at what he does. Yeah. But this season specifically, this season specifically, he's been what the Heat needed. He's just been there, and, uh, man. You know what it is like. Even though there were a lot of trade rumors uh-huh. going on with him, yeah. it never wavered on his play on the on the court. 
No, you know? man, because he's confident in himself, and he figures, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm fucking hundred. Oh, I don't know how many mi- uh, thousands of miles away from his home, anyways. What's another hundred, few hundred? You know it's what I funny, mean? It's funny. It's funny what happened. Uh, he's the kind of guy that he'll play anywhere. It's funny what happened when the Heat traded for him mm-hmm. because he was trying to find this place. Yeah. But the interesting thing was last season when he had a full season here with the Heat, what they were able to accomplish, or more what they were, what they weren't able to accomplish, because the problem is that he was sharing the court with Dwayne Wade yeah. and Hassan Whiteside and Chris Bosh, and he couldn't really find his game in there. That's not what he wanted to do. They weren't the run-and-gun type team. Exactly. So now I feel like the offense has been structured around him, and he's been able to flourish. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, a lot of people have said that adding Deion Waiters and replacing, and re- yeah, replacing we'll get Deion Waiters with Dwayne Wade. Because I didn't, not for a second. If you had, I mean, mm-hmm. I would have lost all my money. I would have lost my house on this shit. Oh, uh, Deion Waiters been, having oh, yeah, the kind sure. of season that he's, that he's having. For sure. Yeah, but p- people are saying that replacing Dwayne Wade with Deion Waiters, while he's obviously not a better player, it fits more into the kind of offense that Dragic runs, and that's why they're having more success. Well, the problem is that what kind of player is Dwayne Wade at this stage of his career? He's still a reliable you know, player in, in what he does. Because here's the thing. I love Dwayne Wade. Have yeah. his jersey hanging in my closet. Love that guy. But... And especially for the money, it, it's not even an argument anymore. The kind of season that you're getting out of Deion Waiters mm-hmm. and what Dwayne Wade has been doing yeah. uh, for Chicago, he's now out for the season with an elbow injury. Yeah. It's not even a discussion anymore, the kind of value that you were able to get, right? When we're talking no, no, about no. the money pa- you're paying and the production. Pat Riley was right. Obviously, uh, Deion Waiters uh, was a better player this season. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, we, we love it and the nostalgia and everything over, Deion, uh, over uh, Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. But Deion Waiters is the guy. Deion Waiters yeah, is doing what you hoped he yes. would do. He signed a one-year deal, and you hoped that you were able to bring that talent that caused him to be drafted out of Syracuse, mm-hmm. top five overall. Yep. You were hoping that that would be able to blossom down here, and that's exactly what's happened. Exactly. Because uh, a lot of his issues were seen as uh, maybe behavioral issues, yeah. uh, psychological issues for him. Mm-hmm. He, the talent was always there, and this happens so much in basketball. I mean, we, we've always talked about this. Exactly. This happens too much in basketball. Look at Rondo. You know, all the talent in the fucking world, oh, and yeah. this guy, he can't find a home. You know? he's, a, he's a crazy person. Yeah. So, Deion Waiters had a little bit of that going on. Now, his career, his, his career path has been a little rough because he was pretty much kicked out of Cleveland yeah. by LeBron. LeBron yeah. didn't fucking want him there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, before that, he was a little bit of a hothead. But, yeah. I mean, you know, these are young guys in the NBA trying to find their way. Exactly, but that that also goes to show that you, when you're that type of person, uh, characteristics wise, you need to play in an organization like Miami, like San Antonio. Yeah, they develop you. They develop your 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 character. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you have the skill already, but you don't have the emotional intelligence to be able to to survive in, in an entire NBA season and grow as a player, and that's this is the type of organization that will do that for you. Yeah, man. A lot of these guys and this Heat team. It's just, it's been really fun to watch, and a lot of people have been comparing them to that 2003-2004 uh, team. Yeah, the one right, that had right uh, yeah Karan Butler in his second year, and it had um, Dwayne Wade in his Wade's, first year. Wade's rookie season. They start 0-7, but they were able to make it to the playoffs and beat the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, it was it was really cool back then. Yeah, man. And it was a lot of fun, and this this is turning out to be a lot of fun because this team is scrappy. They play good defense. They have a good offense. Uh, Dwayne Ellington is having a career season, hitting Wayne. threes. Wayne Ellington. Wayne. What did I say? Dwayne. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, Wayne Ellington is having a career type season. You just called your new girlfriend by your ex girlfriend's name, Dude, bro. Done that. <laughs> been there, bro. You ever done that? You ever done that shit? Stop being a bitch. Um, dude, I've I've come so close. No, that shit is I, fucked I dated, up. I dated a girl whose name started with the letter D, and I and I had been talking to before uh-huh. another girl whose name started with the letter D. So mm. I mm. almost slipped, Done but it, it never happened. Done it. Never called happened. the current by the ex's name, and uh, you know, spent mm. a very bad night. Uh, it's <laughs> happened before. Apologize plentiful. This is when you uh you can't get indignant in that yeah. in that you know. You can't try to explain yourself. No. You just got to apologize a whole lot and grovel. You know, you just got to beg for forgiveness. I'm so sorry. You fuck up. You fucked up, bro. This is why you use pet names. This is why everybody's sweetie or sweetheart or fucking babe or honey. Everyone's babe. Fuck all that. Yep. You know? Anyway. (laughs) All right. Anything else that you want to talk about that you want to discuss here with uh, the Heat? We failed to mention that the Heat Heat have been the most injured team in the NBA this season. Oh, yeah. That's true. That actually happened. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Mm -hmm. What is it? 269 games? All the players accumulated. All combined, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, man. So let's talk. About, let's talk a little bit about other NBA stuff quickly. Well, I mean, I don't know what you've uh, found interesting here, but the uh, the NBA actually this season has been a little lackluster. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't as compelling as last season. For example, when we were in the middle of the Warriors seventy three and nine run, even though mm-hmm. the Warriors might be more interesting this season because of the Kevin Durant deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But now Kevin Durant is out for the remainder of the regular season, it seems. And, well, the Warriors are still on top, obviously. But... Uh, well, they were overtaken by San Antonio. What? The Warriors. Oh, in the West. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's the other thing. Like, as far as the MVP conversation, mm-hmm. I'm not really interested in having, like, uh, a huge MVP conversation. Yeah. But a lot of people have been talking about Kawhi Leonard, obviously, mm-hmm. for good reason. James Harden. Uh, Russell, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, of course, is on there. This guy's averaging a fucking triple double this late into That's the insane. season. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Crazy. I mean, come on. It's like uh, I, think I remember you... having this conversation with Edward not too long ago. Miguel yeah. Cabrera won the first triple crown in forty-five years. Yeah, uh, a few years back, and people were talking about Mike Trout being the MVP. Yeah, and if you look at it with the new age uh, statistics, with the kind of um, uh, what do you call it, analytics? Yeah, like that, the war and all that. Right, stuff. the war. That mm-hmm. was the big thing because. Mike Trout is a much better, and make no mistake about it, Mike Trout is the best baseball player in the, in the world. Yeah. He, is, uh, he was the better defensive player that year. So people were talking about mm-hmm. War, his, um, his value as a center fielder, as yeah. opposed to uh, Miguel Cabrera just playing first. Exactly. But there are something, and I don't want to be that ignorant, old, you know, fuddy-duddy that's like, no, fuck, fuck that, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, just average and, and home runs and all that. I, I understand that there's more to the game now because we know more. So let's not be ignorant about it. Yeah. But fuck, the guy won the first triple crown in 45 years. You almost have to give it to him. Is Russell Westbrook getting a little bit of that? Like, holy shit. Yeah, man. Since I, Oscar Robertson, the guy's, you know, nothing's if, been done like this. I think if you average a triple-double for the season, you have to win MVP. We've Unless had this, somebody else does it better than you. <laughs> we've had this conversation before, and this is why I fucking hate this kind of shit. Because it's so subjective that yeah. it, it's almost a moot point to have a discussion about this. It depends on how you define the word valuable. Yeah, yeah. We can argue about who the best basketball player of all time is. Your opinion is Michael Jordan. My opinion mm-hmm. is LeBron James. We can have this conversation until we're blue in the face. Of course. But none of us are ever going to get an actual answer. Because you're a millennial. This shit is subjective because yeah. it's obviously LeBron James. But like, <laughs> <laughs> this shit is subjective. Have you seen Space Jam? All right. Oh, that's true. LeBron James hasn't been alien, son. Well, Bill Murray, he was obviously coached by Bill Murray. He was better off for it. You know what I'm saying? Well, Bill Murray is all time. That's right. But uh, it's because he's white. But, <laughs> so what? Larry's white. 
because he kills ghosts. Larry, Larry's not white. Larry's not white. He's, He's clear. clear. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the problem is it defines on how you it, it depends on how you define the word valuable. Everybody will have a different and uh we have this conversation on every fucking sport for everything that yeah, that, yeah. that matters here, but yeah, of course, it depends it depends on how you define the word valuable. Now, I think that if you take Russell Westbrook out of the conversation mm-hmm. for the Thunder, holy shit, there would be a lottery team. And I'm not talking oh, about like sure. any lottery team. I'm talking like top three. Yeah. They're not good. No, no. They're no. really not good, and they need that guy. Here's yeah. the problem. His triple doubles are not uh, like uh, stat sheet stuffing. Yeah. This dude needs to do that every game in order mm-hmm. for this team to be even compelling. Mm-hmm. The problem is that he does that, and they're still losing a lot of those games. Yeah, because I mean, he... I, I, I don't think he trusts his teammates. He gets no help. You know what I mean? Okay, the problem with the NBA is you have this cap floor that you well, have to hit, and they, had to, they, they felt uh, obligated to pay guys like Steven Adams. Now, Steven Adams is yeah. a good player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's but, fine. you know, that Victor Oladipo trade, mm-hmm. he's good. I'm not saying that Victor Oladipo is not. Yeah. But it's not good enough. I mean, we saw what Cleveland was. Kyrie Irving is really good, but we saw what Cleveland was without LeBron. Yeah, you know? they were the worst team in the East. They were bad. Yeah. They were bad for those four years. They were really bad. Yeah, man. And now, all of a sudden, you know, they're championship contenders every fucking season. They're in the finals. Exactly. Russell Westbrook has that kind of pull for the Thunder. Mm-hmm. They're that good because of him. Otherwise, even with marginal, or I don't want to say marginal, but good NBA players, they would still be at the bottom of the, uh, of the table. Yeah. This is why when uh, people try to put Kyrie at the same level as Russell Westbrook, they're uh-huh. crazy. Because we're seeing right now, Kyrie tried it by himself, couldn't even sniff the playoffs. Russell's doing it by himself. He's what is six seed or something like that. Yeah. The problem is that a lot of these guys, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of the people, a lot of the powers that be, a lot of these voters, they want a guy like James Harden or Kawhi Leonard to be the MVP because yeah. of what they the team has been able to accomplish. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now you I could argue think... they just have a lot more help. So yeah. I don't know, but consider this. Yes. We might be watching one of the best individual seasons of all time. And Russell Westbrook. Oh, definitely, man. And the guy might not turn out to be the MVP, mm-hmm. and he didn't even start the fucking All-Star game. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. That's crazy, man. How crazy is that? It's crazy. It's fucking insane. The NBA yeah, is yeah. crazy. Now, uh, Ray Allen came out with a little bit of a statement that I wanted to talk about quickly. Do he it. said, and I quote, hold on, I have it here. Give me a second to pull mm-hmm. it up. My fucking fingerprint thing isn't working. Oh. All right. He's the best that I've ever seen shoot, end quote. Yes. That was Ray Allen on Steph Curry. Yes. I think much like the MVP conversation, that it depends on how you define the word valuable, mm-hmm. this is also an interesting conversation. Not in that um, I want to know who you think the best of all time is. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Even, I mean, I am interested, but I'm not interested in having the discussion to see who's right or who's wrong. I'm interested in your take on greatness over a long period of time or greatness in the moment that we see it and taking it for what it is. I've often said that T-Mac, Tracy yeah. McGrady, yeah. when he was on top of the world with the Magic, right before the Rockets, and I, I know that we considered him and Yao Ming really, really good when they were that, that, that duo with the Rockets. Yeah. But when he was with the Magic, and he was maybe, maybe, you mm-hmm. could argue the best player in the NBA, that he had everything. He had it all. The guy could do it all on a basketball court. And he was just never able to stay healthy, and he had a lot of issues. Yeah. So we don't consider him when we talk about the all-time greats. But for that small stretch, he was as good a basketball player as we've ever seen. Yeah, man. You know? I feel, 
I feel that way a lot in, uh, for example, and I, I talked to you about this off air, when people talk about Aaron Rodgers. They mm-hmm. consider what they're seeing and the skill set that this guy has and that he does everything that you want your quarterback to do or yes. every different thing that a quarterback could do, and he does it to an above-average level. And not only an above-average, exactly. but reaching excellence almost. Yeah, and uh, you can tell it's just by watching him play. He, he, he does incredible things. And he puts all those skill sets together into one play. Like you, yeah. you'll see, like, oh my god, he scrambled. Oh my god, he threw it to the complete opposite side of the field. Yeah. While running and throwing Against it opposite his body. Yeah. body. Like holy shit. No, the guy is fucking insane. So here's here's the thing, because and I'm gonna use that phrase that Edwin fucking hates. Yeah. In a vacuum, that's what people <laughs> want to do. In a vacuum, they consider the skill set or what they're watching right now, and uh-huh. they're like, holy shit, I've never seen anything like this. By the way. So that's when. Yeah, go ahead. Did you did you hear the impersonations of you last week? Yeah. No? Yes. I yes. wasn't a big fan. So <laughs> Mine was really good. Yeah, of course it was. Hey. Hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> I was just cursing? That's my impersonation? Yes, dude. That's all you do. I do curse a lot. But I, can, I, uh, I like the, the full length of the English language, and I use it to my disposal. I'll give you the full length. Yeah, there you go. Now we're talking. All right. So fuck all of you. But... <laughs> Here's what I mean by that. Do you think Ray Allen is right? That Steph Curry is the best we've ever seen shoot? Because partic- mm-hmm. personally, I do. Yeah, I mean, I think he's proven it by just the ca- last couple of seasons. He broke the single season record, and then he broke it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? His own record. Yeah. Yes. I am by no means a prisoner of the moment. I like to see bigger sample sizes. Mm-hmm. I like to not consider these guys to be a flash in the pan. Yeah. Because anybody can have a really good season. And this happens particularly in my favorite sport. In baseball, this shit mm-hmm. happens all the time. Yeah. You see this one guy go fucking crazy, and at the end of the year, you're, you're, you know, you're looking at the averages for the Silver Slugger one, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And it just ends up that he had a really good season and whatever. He's either you know, on a really good cycle or something like that. <laughs> he's on steroids. But you know, <laughs> this shit happens. No, but sometimes, you know, yeah, sometimes just en- guys end up, in a situation that increases their level of focus or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Little things make the big difference. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'm not going to all of a sudden, you know, uh, fucking anybody. Like, if Hassan Whiteside goes on a five-game stretch of hitting, you know, five threes, it doesn't yeah. mean he's the best three-point shooter of all time. Exactly. I'm and not a prisoner of the moment in that way. But if the sample size is big enough, I'm not talking all career encompassing, but if the sample size is big enough, then why shouldn't we consider what we're watching? Why do we have to be this, you know, super fucking uh, strict? No, 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 no. Do it for an entire career. He's only 10th all time. Ray Allen is number one all time. Or Reggie Mm -hmm. Miller did it for an entire career. Let's just take it for what it is, man. Let's take what we're watching and say, holy shit, we've never seen anything like this. Dude, I've told you before. Steph Curry's a fucking cheat code, man. I feel like I'm watching, I feel like I'm watching, like, I don't know how he's doing it, but he's cheating. You know? (laughs) Like, there's a magnet inside Mm -hmm. the ball, and then there's a magnet around the hoop. It yeah. doesn't matter how he releases it or Bro. from where. That shit's going in. Every time the ball goes up, it's going in. Bro, he eats eagle eggs. I don't know what the fuck it is. But the guy clearly has something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like cheating. He's on that fucking, he's on that Michael J, uh, on that Michael Jordan secret yeah. stuff. You know when you're, when uh, you're watching a movie about a jet fighter pilot? Right? Top Gun? Yeah, it could be Top Gun. Whatever. Any one of those movies. And um, they're, they're circling in on a target. And the little screen and the little jet tells them when to when to shoot and then missile. guaranteed yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's that's, that's what he has in his eyes yeah like, well, he shoots from the hip yeah. okay 
He's it's fucking crazy. Yosemite Sam out there, man. Yeah. He's just like releasing it from wherever the fuck. If you give him half a second, and we've never seen we've never seen this because the three point shooter, you know, guys like James Jones, guys like Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. Now Ray Allen was really good at the beginning of his career and even towards yeah. the middle parts, but then at one point he just became like a three point specialist, a glorified yeah. three point specialist. He could do more, but he was essentially a three point guy. You knew him as a three point guy. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Reggie Miller. He had like a nice overall game, but you knew him as a three point guy. Steph Curry can fucking dribble, man. Yeah. Steph Curry can ball. Yeah. He can do it all. He can mm-hmm. take it in. You know, he can even play some defense. Now, he has some physical shortcomings, but mm-hmm. he's not just a three-point guy. That's obviously the, the most outstanding part of his game because we've never seen somebody do it like this, exactly. man. Exactly. If he pulls up from half court, you think it's going in. Oh, for sure. You know? For sure. It's crazy. So, like, why shouldn't we consider this? And why shouldn't we consider this? I don't this? think any other player has made us feel like it doesn't matter where they're shooting it from. No, never. He, he's the only one. Yeah. No one. He's the now, only one. I always, I always consider, like, every time Ray Allen pulled up from three, I thought it was going in. Yeah, but he shoots it from the three-point line, not but, from half court. Correct. You know what I mean? Right, like, Steph Curry just does incredible That's shit, what I'm saying. Man. Like, uh, I forget who it was. Like, even, even when LeBron was here in the heat. Yeah. When he would take a, a super long-range three, mm-hmm. I would say, no, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, And then, yeah. you know, sometimes it would go in. Yeah. That's the thing. But I, but I never became 100% comfortable with him doing by, that. By all accounts, by anybody who, who has any opinion on the matter and is, is credible enough to have an opinions on the matter, mm-hmm. Steve Kerr is a great basketball mind. Yeah. And if he doesn't stop Steph Curry from doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. I was never a fan, for example, of the dribble up three. If you have more yeah. than 16 seconds on the shot clock, you should not be taking a fucking three. The only guy mm-hmm. that I was okay with doing that was Chauncey Billups because he was fucking money. Yeah. But <laughs> otherwise... Don't fucking do it. Yeah, Don't man. take it. Set up your fucking offense first and try to get a better shot because the three-point shot has always been a low percentage shot. Mm-hmm. For example, if you shoot in the mid-30s, you're a good three-point shooter. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's, that's not – I'm not, I'm not going to live with that. I'm not going to live with 35% uh, you know, opportunity. Yeah, yeah, no. So you try to set up the better shot. Of course. Well, Steve Kerr doesn't he, doesn't – he doesn't try to hold him back. No. Steph Curry does what he does. He's going to run the offense. And if he decides to pull up from 10 feet beyond the arc, mm-hmm. then he fucking does it. And he lives with it. Because yeah. it's that good. Because the percentage is that good. Holy fucking shit, man. It's crazy. We, we've never seen that. We've oh, never man. seen that before. And I think Ray Allen is right on this. Of course. But, okay, so that's enough for the NBA. Uh, the regular season is wrapping up here. It's actually getting pretty interesting because yeah. uh, we're halfway through March, and I know that there was a lot of shit going on with the World Baseball Classic and March Madness, and now the Champions League, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, basketball is kind of taking a backseat here at Lemon City Live and uh, around a lot of, uh, of places where you, where you frequent with sports. But... Uh, March is wrapping up, and then obviously halfway through April, so the playoffs are just around the corner, actually. Yeah, yeah. There's like a dozen games left. I think. Pretty good. Uh huh. I think the Heat, if I'm not mistaken, have 12 games left mm-hmm. or uh, 11, something like that. But it's yeah, it's coming down to the wire here, and the Heat are trying to get into that uh, playoff position. So if you're local and you care about this thing, yeah, I think they'll get it. I think they will too, mostly because they have a favorable. I don't trust the fucking the yeah. Detroit Pistons. But even their schedule is pretty favorable. They don't play yep. like they don't play a lot of teams that are above 500, mm-hmm. and the other. Guys that are trying to make it into the playoffs, yep. they they have a pretty tough schedule. Yeah, Chicago. I mean, Dwayne Wade, man, out for the season with the elbow. What a fucking disaster that that has all been. I think he's played his last game as a Chicago Bull. Was wrong. I mean, he might have. Like this might be. I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is here because he does have that one year opt out. But do you? I mean, how hard does? I don't know how Dwayne Wade feels about it, but how mm-hmm. hard if you're Chicago? You want to pull the plug on this whole thing. The Rondo thing didn't work out. Yeah. And if you're really going to rebuild around Jimmy Butler, if you mm-hmm. are actually going uh, to be able to keep him, then you got you got to get better. Yeah. You got to get better, or you at least have to start trying to do what, like, for example, the Lakers are trying to do, which is gather a bunch of young talent and see mm-hmm. what happens. 
you know, and then maybe you lure in a big free agent or something. I don't know, or via trade. Exactly. But but they're kind of fucked, man, because they have won enough games where they're not going to get a great lottery pick. You know, they're not going to get their their percentage. Yeah. The percentage in the little lottery ball game yeah. is not going to be great. Yeah. So, you know, if you're Chicago, Dwayne Wade, if you opt out of this contract, you're not going to get that money mm-hmm. on any fucking team next season. Exactly. No one's going to get them. That. You're not going to get it. And if you're Chicago, you want him to opt out after yeah. that one year. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen here. Who but knows, it's going to be interesting. Who knows? I think, I think he'll come back to the Heat eventually. I mean, yeah, of course, eventually. But not but for that like one-day contract bullshit. I think he's going to actually play. His last year here or something? Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe he'll just maybe, too, maybe, maybe he'll opt out this year and sign with the Heat and for the rest of his career. I mean, I hope. Um, you know, but he's gonna have to take a back seat, man. He's gonna have to take that manager Ginobili yeah. route, which you said you don't. No, I don't. I don't. I don't you don't think he'll do? Wait all time, man. I don't ever see him uh, playing off the bench. And I think he'd be a starting shooting guard as long as he's not relied on to play thirty minutes a game. You know, yeah. If you can call him out and then play your game, shit. Like James Johnson is one of the better guys on this Heat team right now, and he's mm-hmm. not starting. Fucking Luke Babbitt is starting. You know? Yeah. The fuck is that guy? That's true. So. I, you can you can contribute while still being a starter if yeah. that's really that important to him. And mm-hmm. I mean, Dwayne Wade is all time, man. So you know, I don't know, man. I think if he wants success in the latter part of his career, he's gonna have to accept that maybe he's not gonna start, and there's a good possibility that he won't. And that's well, he's already stated that he's not gonna be ring chasing. He's not gonna mm-hmm. he's not gonna David West this shit at the end of his career. Oh, he's no, not no, gonna no. go to like Cleveland or no, no. or well, that, you know San Antonio to try to get a ring. Yeah. So if he's really coming back to the Heat, mm-hmm. and this is this is his franchise, you know, this is like, uh, yeah. And I think you can put him back in the, uh, starting at the two. It's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, I don't you know. know but, you, you play him 20, 25 minutes a game. But then is Dion Waiters going to be cool with that? I mean, you know what I mean. It might have to be, dude. Who's nah, the, like? I think okay, speaking of sample this, sizes, like, yeah. does one year, you know, does one year really give you the I think, uh, the no, the power to get to make not, demands? Not not the power, but. You, he kind of lived up to, he he surpassed what the expectation was. Yeah, yeah, he you did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He earned it. He earned it. Indeed. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. We'll see what happens here. But uh, and we're just talking speculation, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, of course. But it has been but it has been interesting to watch that unfold because well, we don't know. Yeah, and then uh, New York is another fucking disaster. Holy shit, those contracts were so bad. Oh yeah, dude. But all right, we'll Anyways. see. Moving on. Yeah. Got some Champions League shit coming up, bro. Holy shit. All right. Now, I wasn't here last week, mm-hmm. but you guys did discuss the oh. epicness, oh. the epic fucking comeback that was Barcelona. I'm still kind of hard from that. Holy shit, man. I mean, I don't give a shit what happened in the Super Bowl. That was the greatest comeback I've ever seen. Oh, for sure. This shit is so improbable. It you know, crazy, you, dude. I, I, went, I never counted the Patriots out. I went nuts. Dude, it was the 88th minute, man. It was yes. the 88th minute, and you needed three yeah. goals. No, I, had, I, no I, was, I was texting Edwin. During the game, right? Because we were both watching it. Yep. And when when fucking PSG scored, when Cavani, when Cavani scored that goal. Well, yeah, because when it was 3-0, yeah. you, it was a given. Okay, Barcelona, the comeback is complete. Yes. It was 3-0, the comeback is complete. They're going to mm-hmm. get another goal, yeah. and then we're going into overtime. Exactly. You know? Yeah, then when Cavani scored that goal, that's it. I conceded. Yeah, that was it. I can, especially when Barcelona, it was when it was the minute 85 and he mm-hmm. hadn't done anything. It was 3-1 and nothing had happened. Yeah. And Neymar had been playing poorly all game, man. Yes, It man. seemed like he was flopping and looking for that penalty the entire was, game. I, I was so pissed. He was lackluster. He was a little lethargic throughout the whole match. Yeah. But then the ironic part about that mm-hmm. is that past the 70, 75th minute, yeah. it seemed like now other guys, like Luis Suarez pretty much disappeared. Yeah. And Leo Messi was the one being like, he would only really... Uh, 
exert himself, he would only show some effort mm-hmm. in what seemed like maybe scoring opportunities. Yeah. Otherwise, he wasn't really trying. Whereas mm-hmm. Neymar was running up and down the field, man. He was the yeah. one really out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. So then the free kick happens in minute 88. Oh. And then, you know, bam, Dude. boner time. Yep. So then <laughs> 88th minute. Okay. And we're like, all right, you know, but it was it was just a drop in the bucket, really. Yeah. Because this was, you had to score three goals. Exactly. And how often and that, that was that the first one. <laughs> so in the 88th minute, right? Yeah. And then the fucking penalty happens. Yeah, dude. And then, shit, Leo Messi just rocks that, rockets that baby home. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, holy shit, wait, wait, wait a minute here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, hot damn, man, that goal was fucking insane. It was pretty much the last kick of the game because right after that, the whistle came. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. And then, and of course, it came from Neymar. Neymar yeah. chipped it over the entire defense. Well, the, the crazy part about oh. that was that he seemed to want to go right, and then nothing opened up for him. Yeah. So he turns back, and he goes on his weak side, mm-hmm. which... Everybody was like, no, mistake, mistake, right? Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it, Neymar. He comes back to the middle of the field, kicks it left, and just a beautiful lob over the, uh, the, over the line. Yeah. And Sergio Roberto just sticks out that right foot and fucking pokes it in. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Just Dude. bedlam. It was insanity all over the place, if, the likes of which we've never seen. If Barcelona wins the Champions, the Champions League this year, yeah. they need to make a statue of that uh, Sergio Roberto touch, bro. Just that, that reach? To, oh, yes. It was so beautiful. It was crazy, bro. bro. I, it's like sliding into your DMs. Bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was awesome, man. And I, I mean, I know I wasn't here last week to talk about it, but it, it was so good. It was, it was pretty much unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah. I think, and, you know, it, it kind of sucks that it happened to be in the round of 16. Yeah. And that it wasn't, you know, a little bit later in mm-hmm. the, in the, uh, in the tournament, yeah, because we usually don't tend to remember these moments unless they're that big. But no one's gonna forget this shit. Bro. I don't think so, man. No one's. It gonna was forget that this good, shit. you know. Like for me, yeah, this was some Ray Allen Game Six type shit. Yeah, dude. you know that yeah. three that he hit against the, the San Antonio Spurs. This uh-huh. was this was that kind of moment in my sports life where I'm I'm sitting there in awe of what I'm I'm looking. I was defeated because I'm. And I'm not as huge a Barcelona fan as I am a, a, a Heat fan, mm-hmm. but I was defeated. I was watching, and I, I'm defeated. Mm-hmm. And then, holy shit. Like, this was the miracle. This was the sports miracle. Yeah. It happened. The improbable. Yeah. The impossible, Let really. Tell you, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't get, uh, what's it called? Su- uh, superstitious? Emotional? No, I don't get superstitious oh, okay. about a lot of things. But I, had, I wore uh, my yellow Barca jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar and, with and when, yeah, when, when they started losing, I, I was like, "Damn it! I should have worn the other jersey." Uh-huh. <laughs> every every, I think everybody does that. I'm not yeah. superstitious at all either, but I think everybody kind of has their their routine and shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was it's pretty funny. It but great, okay, man. so if you're not familiar with it, yes. the Champions League then moved on, and now we have uh, we set up the quarterfinals. Yes. So Which the draw, draw the draw has happened, and Barcelona is now scheduled to face Juventus. Oh yeah. So that's going to be, yeah, that's really compelling. Um, that's really compelling soccer because they're, they've always been a perennial, really good team. Yeah. And that's and where they've Danny always given Alves given Barcelona a lot of trouble. And well, they've always given everybody a lot of trouble, but especially in the Champions League, they're really pesky. Yeah. Uh, this was the final from a couple of years ago, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barcelona ended up winning that game 3-1. Yeah, that I was, don't remember the score, but yeah. They yeah, won. it was 3-1. And um but that was the team that was really good because that was the team that had uh, a lot of stars. In yeah, it. they had won, like, if they would have won the Champions League, mm-hmm. they would have won the trouble. Mm-hmm. Instead, Barcelona won the trouble. Correct. Uh, but that team had, you know, Pogba and everything, and it was, uh, yeah. it, was it was really good. Uh, now, we, uh, uh, a lot of Barcelona fans like mm-hmm. to complain about Real Madrid getting easy draws. Yeah. But this time around, Barcelona got the dick of the law, bro. 
Yeah. It was <laughs> holy shit. I mean, not Barcelona. Sorry, y'all. Real, Real Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. They drew Bayern Munich. Oh yeah. Always so that's tough, it. bro. Mm-hmm. And Bayern then, Munich. Now the other two mm-hmm. is uh, the darlings of the uh, Premier League from last season that might actually be relegated. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Lesser. Leicester is going to take on Atletico. Dude, how crazy would it be if Leicester wins the Champions League and are relegated? I mean, it, it's like, <laughs> it, it, that's going to happen, right? Like, that's dude, what's going to happen? Dude, that would be the greatest thing Holy ever. Holy shit, man. They fired their coach. Mad. They fired their coach. Yeah. Just a few months after winning, after the most improbable uh, league win, like, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. You know, of any maybe sport, you can argue. We talked about this on a, on a show last year. Yeah. When Leicester actually pulled it off. But, so they fired their coach because they're at the bottom of the tables in the Premier League. And but they qualified for the Champions League and they now make the quarterfinals. Yeah, really good, yeah, really man. good. Now I mean they have they have quite the task against Atletico. But you know what's funny? If you win the Champions League, you automatically are in the next year's mm-hmm. Champions League. Yeah. So yeah. if they're relegated, it's funny. They might be a Division Two team and then in the Champions League. Yeah. Which is crazy. It'd be fucking awesome. I know. It's well. I mean, we don't want them to win. We want Barcelona. Of but course. I wouldn't even be mad if Barcelona loses to Leicester. <laughs> if Barcelona loses to Leicester in the final and then Leicester is mad. relegated, out Just, bro. I wouldn't give a fuck. In the name of anarchy. Yes. You know, just fucking love it. Oh, and then uh, the other team that we have a rooting interest in, actually, because uh, we care a lot about our, our national team, is Borussia Dortmund. Yes. Because of your boy, Christian Pulisic. Yeah, that's my boy, man. Yeah, he's really good. And we'll, we'll get to him in a second. But they're, uh, they're uh, the last team that got the draw, and they're against Monaco, who are currently leading the, uh, the French League. The French League, yeah. And uh, actually, I, I got a notification today. I, you know, I don't keep much. I don't mm-hmm. keep up much with the French League. <laughs> But I got a notification today that their uh, their lead was cut down to like three points because PSG was able to pull out a victory or something. Uh-huh. So PSG is uh, nipping at their heels. But yeah, yeah Monaco currently leading the French league. Um, so there you go. That's really good. Yeah, man. I, I like I mean, that. Uh, I like uh, this shit. That victory of uh, with uh, Borussia mm-hmm. in the in the their last Champions League game was crazy because they yep. needed they needed those two goals to win, and Pulisic assisted on the first one and then scored the clincher. Yep. So. And he's 18 years old, dude. This kid is the real deal. And the thing is, he's been a prominent member of this really good squad, Borussia Dortmund, yeah. since he was 17. I remember yeah. this guy was interviewed, and they were asking him what he was going to do for his 18th birthday because he was coming up. He was already called up to the national squad, and he's talking about going to Justin Bieber concerts and shit. Like, this yeah. is a, this is a how <laughs> fucking young he is, you know? This is the mind of a 17-year-old professional soccer player. Yeah. It is insane. But for a long time, I've wished this upon... USA because I'm a really big USA soccer fan Mm -hmm. and I wanted this. I understand that in a nation where the NFL is the number one sport, you can argue between baseball or NBA being second, but college football is up there as well. Like you don't, we don't get around to soccer until we're maybe talking about the fourth or fifth sport. Exactly. You know, it's coming up though. Oh yeah. Yeah. It absolutely is. And MLS is really good right now. Yeah. But in that environment where it's not the priority, Mm-hmm. It is not really conducive of talent growth, of yeah. uh, bringing natural talent, bringing it to fruition. Yeah. And w- I, we talked about this off air a little bit, but it's like, you know, Messi's and, and Ronaldo's and, and Ronaldinho's, they don't just happen. Mm-hmm. You have to nurture that talent. Exactly. They have natural talent, but you have to, you have to bring it to, you, you have to make it blossom. You have to make of it course. flourish. You got you to gotta show right? them the path. So... In in the United States, it's not necessarily the most conducive environment for that because we don't take priority to it. Now we have the programs in place, of course we do, but the the chances are much less because a lot of these guys. I mean, how many of these guys that have crazy athleticism just end up being uh, NBA basketball players or football Mm -hmm. players? You know. Yeah. So 
maybe a lot of these guys escape through the cracks. So what I mean is, for a long time, I've been praying to the gods that I don't believe in to bring <laughs> me that fucking prodigy, that yeah. guy who just is overwhelming with talent and can just be... I, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with you guys before. Like, mm -hmm. why can't Messi be American? Why wasn't he born in the USA? You I know, know right? Or like, but, so some of those guys... And I've, I've waited for this, and it really looks like this, this kid Pulisic is the real deal. Yeah. And that culture is, little by little, it's changing. Last season, last uh, academic season, mm -hmm. uh, I read about a four-star football recruit yep. that decided to go play soccer that's in, awesome. instead of football. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome because he was also highly uh, uh, recruited for soccer because mm -hmm. he was a great soccer player. Right, and that's awesome for American soccer, man. Like, yeah, we need more of those guys. And that is he's, awesome. He's smart because he realizes that soccer players get paid more than football players. Well, maybe. Yeah, if you make it, if yeah. you make it, if you're gonna play MLS, no. But no. <laughs> but if you make Unless it, you're at you, the top. If, yeah, exactly. But if you're gonna be Pulisic, yep. then fuck yeah. You know, uh, that I mean, that, that's perhaps maybe like a like a like a conversation for another day because mm -hmm. we then we start getting into the where are you gonna make your money. Because yeah. after all, this is why you know these guys do it. Now they they love the of sport, of course. Yeah. But for example, uh, famously, D. Gordon, second baseman for the Miami Marlins, mm -hmm. he was a a basketball player. Yeah. And he was a basketball player in high school, but his dad had played Flash Gordon, had played a lot of years in the MLB, and his uncle was also a baseball player. So while he wanted to be a baseball player, they both sat him down his senior year, and they told him that his chances as a five eleven dude, a scrawny little uh, mm -hmm. dude were better served as a baseball player because they thought that his skills would uh, translate would translate more on the baseball diamond and that he would be able to create a career for himself, whereas the odds were stacked against him if he had chosen the basketball path. Exactly. So now, I mean, the guy's an all-star, and he's got a $50 million contract with the, with the Miami Marlins. Yeah. So they were obviously right on that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's a whole other conversation on where, where we go with this stuff. Yeah. You know, like fucking Tim Tebow couldn't make it as a football player, so now he's trying his luck at his, <laughs> as baseball. Dude, he's, you know? he's not looking bad. Well, I mean, you do whatever you can. And you a lot of these I mean? guys are way too athletic, so they, you know, they, they're, they're able to do it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not necessarily saying that you go be a soccer player or you go be a football player. But you're right. The culture is changing, and mm -hmm. a lot of these guys, they, here's the problem. They didn't like soccer growing up. A lot yeah. of a lot of those guys before they didn't watch it, they didn't mm -hmm. like it growing up, so they didn't know. Even if like I, I want to go play soccer, I yeah. just they just did whatever they were good at. Exactly, you know? and yeah, that's the thing. A lot of them hadn't even considered soccer as a thing that they could possibly do, mm -hmm. and now they see it. They, you know, it's it, you see soccer a lot on TV. You see it on you see commercials on ESPN or whatever, and and uh, youth soccer is is very big especially yeah. a lot mm -hmm. of a lot of parents put their kids in youth soccer to develop their their foot coordination yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. even if they don't plan on their kid playing soccer later yeah I mean, there's a lot of the times kids end up falling in love with soccer i'm very biased about uh, baseball because it's my favorite sport but mm -hmm. i've always said that baseball is one of those really good sports for your kids to play yeah. because it teaches you a lot of things mm -hmm. it usually uh, good baseball players turn out to be really good athletes and I'm not talking about these big fat guys who can throw 95 miles per hour. I'm not yeah. talking about those guys. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, you have – there are a lot of elements in mm -hmm. baseball that can really help you in other things. For yeah. example, hand-eye coordination. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, being able to hit a baseball is like a really tough thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, running the bases, that kind of shit. So when, you, when you're able to hone in, hone in these things, that's why a lot of these guys like uh, – I think if you're a good – like if you're a good outfielder, 
you can go out and be a good wide receiver. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That kind of shit. Like, these skills translate. Exactly. Whereas it's not necessarily a, you've seen Charles Barkley swing a bat or swing a golf club. Oh, it's horrible. That shit is terrible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because basketball is uh, very specific, those mm-hmm. skills. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I don't know. But soccer, soccer does have a lot of that. And now mm-hmm. uh, the programs really are in place. But speaking of soccer, we have uh, some other stuff coming up here. We talked about it with Nicole, but I want to mention it here. Yes. Uh, the NASL season is starting off. And obviously, even the last season, we had the, uh, the ruling come down mm-hmm. that now the USL and the uh, NASL were going to be Division Two in uh, the United States for soccer. Yeah, the, that they were bringing up USL from Div 3 to Div 2. So now they're Correct. both Div 2. Correct. They're both Division 2 on, uh, let's call it a, a, a probation type, uh, you know? Yeah. Type of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, period? Yeah, a period, mm-hmm. right? A, proba- a Kind of like a probation period. Yeah. Because they want to see which one of the two leagues really uh, flourishes, yeah. you know? Which one of them takes off with it. So the NSL has been reduced a little bit, and... Uh, Man, what's the specific number of teams? I want to say it's down to 10. I thought it was 8. I don't know. Somewhere around there. Or whatever. Oh, man. We should really know this. Yeah. Uh, I'll, hold on. I'll, I'll get to it. All but right. anyway, so but we care about mostly uh, the NASL because that's where our local teams reside. The Fort Lauderdale Strikers and the Miami FC have decided to both stay in the NASL, whereas some of the other teams uh, were moved on. But uh, Miami FC is having their – we just went to their last preseason game. They won it 3-0 against the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Mm-hmm. This took place at St. Thomas University, which is where they practice. That's their facility. And uh, we saw some really good soccer. We were able to talk to, uh, talk to some of the guys. But we're looking forward to the beginning of the season, which takes place next week at North Carolina. Then they will move on to New York, at New York, to play the Cosmos, the defending champs of the NASL. And then they come home to uh, do the, uh, the home opener, um, the home opener, Miami FC against the New York Cosmos. That's on April 8th, and we will be there. We will be covering that. We're looking forward to a good NASL season because, uh, well, Miami FC has some new additions, and they actually they had a really good fall season last year. They did. They almost made the playoffs, man. Mm-hmm. So we're really looking forward to this mm-hmm. because, uh, well, I mean, fuck it. Beckham's not coming around, so this is what yeah. we got, you know? <laughs> and it's really good. It's really good, man. It's really entertaining. If you, if you are dying to have soccer in Miami, you already have it. Go check it out, man. It's, it's a really good Professional product. Professional soccer, it's a good product. Go check it out. The venue's nice. We don't care that it's not MLS, and you shouldn't either. Yeah. It's really good. Who's, who's to say it won't be one day? It might be. You know? A lot of, a lot of these... Look at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Minnesota was NASL, and now they are MLS. So It could happen. It could happen. So, um, oh, well, I mean, obviously, let's mention quickly one more time about... Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked to Nicole, Game Time Foundation. If you are going to make it out to the game, then you might yes. as well support a good cause while you do it. Exactly. Please get out there, buy some tickets. You know, it's really good. Yeah. And uh, at the end of last year, they actually had some really good turnouts. These these guys are really creating a cool little culture because mm-hmm. um, the uh, the giveaways are really fun. Uh, some of the stuff that they do during the games, the soccer, again, the product is really compelling. But, um, you know, some of the stuff that they're doing with the kids, yeah. uh, it's just it's it's really fun out there, man. You should yeah, really man. make it up. They uh, consistently get above 10,000 people to go to these games. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Because... Shit, I never thought I would see the day, you know, not for for Division Two and uh, for such a new product. I mean, in its first year. Yeah, man. I never thought. I mean, I mean, I believed. I believed in Miami FC. Of course, I did because yeah. I I was there and I, I mm-hmm. and I saw from within what a good organization they run. Yeah. But to to have them go from you know playing, uh, you know, towards the end of the season to have them play a Wednesday game and have ten thousand people out there in the stands. Yeah. That's some shit. 
you know? Yeah, man. And it, I mean, shit, the Marlins can't do that. Exactly. So, that's, that's, you know? I, I was literally about to say that. Yeah. Like, not even the Marlins could bring 10,000 people to their games. And Div 2 Soccer is doing it in Miami. It's crazy. Yeah. But um, what's funny is that we covered uh, the Strikers mm-hmm. before, before we covered Miami FC. We did. So we were under the impression, okay, this is what Div 2 Soccer is. And then when we started covering Miami FC, we were Miami blown away. Miami FC took that shit to the next level. Yeah, dude. Blown away. Mm-hmm. Really good. So, good stuff. Come check it out. And All right. If you're going to buy your tickets, again, buy it from Nicole at Game Time, Game Time Foundation. You can find her at Game Time Found. That's her yeah. social media. And handle. we'll, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll tweet some of that stuff out, post yeah. it up on Instagram, and uh, we'll, get, we'll get some of that information out there. But moving on. Yes. LemonCityLive.com. That is our website. LemonCityLive.com is where you'll find all of our stuff. We do our episodes, obviously. You'll be able to find this podcast as, uh, and all the previous ones as well. How many previous ones now? How many previous podcasts? Yeah. Uh, I think this one is 64. You don't know. Yes, I do. You don't know. All right, you're right. This one is 64, <laughs> so 63 previous podcasts. Um, we're almost at that Yarmir Yager, baby. Oh, yeah. Woo! All right, so... 63 previous podcasts, you'll be able to find them, all of them, really good stuff. Sports Lemonade, it's huge. Uh, <laughs> blog, you'll be able to find the blog, some of our latest game information, galleries, of course, uh, really good pictures. Shout out to our girl, Arlissa. Arlissa, Barbara. Yeah. The Kraken. The Kraken. Anything else? Uh, no. I mean, she made her show debut last week. She did. She took my spot. Yeah, she did. Well, her and Cindy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't love it. Oh, you liked it. I don't love it. Too bad, bitch. Uh, you like that? No. Throw, throw them both in the bed. No, I'm just no. kidding. So, <laughs> so, uh, fuck those two bad bitches. And uh, they, <laughs> they tried to uh, steal my thunder. But our Alyssa took some really good pictures of FIU baseball this weekend, Gus. Actually, it was today, right? Today, yeah. We covered uh, FIU versus Charlotte. That's right, baby. Yeah. So uh, yesterday we were at a Miami FC. We caught some of that as well. The last preseason game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, your boy, yours truly, Hipster Rick, Enrique, whatever you want to call me, am now working in, for a weekly segment. We're doing a yes. weekly segment on the blog. It will be called uh, The Lemon Drop. It is called The Lemon Drop. And Ooh. the first one is already out, so if you haven't read it, it's about me and my perspective as a Miami Dolphins fan and if they will ever win a title. I will say nothing more. You will go on there and check it out because I command you to, and That's you right. will like it. You'll comment, tweet about it, whatever you want to do, but read it. It's pretty good, uh, even if you're not a fan of the, uh, of the Dolphins. Of course, I am a biased party. But uh, it'll be a weekly segment, so I'll write about you know, whatever the hell comes to mind. And uh, some of it will be fanatical. Some of it will be analytical. But please go on there. It's a segment that will be released every Tuesday, along with our podcast, which, of course, we record on Sundays, but will be released every Monday. Plenty of content coming up on the site, plenty of big things. We have, uh, we're covering the Miami Open, the Miami Open. The Miami Open, yep. Now, mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's coming up. The, like we said, Miami FC season will start. So plenty of soccer coming up. And college baseball, we're really, uh, we're really finding our niche there as well. So all of that, really good stuff on the site, really good stuff that we're doing. Check us out on social media, of course, at Lemon City Live, mm-hmm. pretty much anywhere. And uh, on the website, again, is LemonCityLive.com. So we have a lot of cool things happening here. And uh, there will be more announcements forthcoming about everything that we're working on. Oh, yeah. Working on some big stuff. Big, big things. Big time. Big, big time. Big, big time. time. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like big time. 
<laughs> you know? You got to do it like big time. Slapping the bass big yeah, time. Slapping that. Pierre Smart. <laughs> <laughs> Why does everything I do sound like a leprechaun? Yeah. But uh, that's it. I think, uh, I think that's it. Edwin will probably be back next week if he, you know, doesn't get lost to the streets of Medellin. It's crazy over there. I mean, it, it might happen. He might yeah. never come. I've seen, have you seen Narcos? Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, that shit's fucked up. What do you think he'll choose? Plata or plomo? <laughs> I was about to ask you the same fucking shit. <laughs> it was going to be like plata or plomo. But whatever. All right. The streets are made. He's been sending me some snaps. And let's just say it's been dirty over there. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Edwin, we miss you. Well, uh, we hope to have you back next week. Yeah. You and your. Yeah. Today was definitely lacking in hot takes and nonsense. He's really the one that derails this show. Yeah, he is. I hone it in. You know. Uh, you 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 go to uh, you, he's like far left you're far right yeah well maybe I mean yeah fuck you but uh, <laughs> what what was your impression hey fuck you man hey, you know hey fuck you man yeah yeah pretty good that's me so for uh, producer fungus I am go ahead hip, 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 no, no. for producer fungus we'll oh. try again and the absentee last weekend or Larry Fresh Fresh. I am Hipster Rick. Hip, 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 Good night. Oh, no! I'm not that... Stop being a bitch.